3: You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. On the Bulldog Sports Network, from
4: Learfield IMG College, welcome to Dog Talk with Ben Howland. Brought to you by SeaSpire. Customer inspired. Also by Regents Bank, the official bank of the SEC, Mississippi Ford Dealers and the F-150, the official truck of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Now, here's the voice of Bulldog Basketball, Neil Price. Hi there, Hale
5: State, and welcome to our second edition of Dog Talk. For the men's basketball season, we are glad to have you with us on this Monday. Whether you're watching on Facebook Live, whether you're listening to us, on one of our great MSU Sports Network affiliates across the state. We are glad to have you. we got some good stuff to talk about today, too. Mississippi State knocked off Florida to get a really, really good win at Humphrey Coliseum over the weekend. And a big rivalry game coming up tomorrow night as State and Ole Miss get together for the first of two meetings this season. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock central here at Humphrey Coliseum. Our coverage will begin at 730 30 with the Corp South pregame show. A lot of guys stepped up, made a lot of big plays over the weekend. State's postgame really, really good against Florida. We'll talk to coach about that and a whole lot more. So don't you go anywhere. Dog Talk will return from the Mize Pavilion here at Mississippi State in just a moment. This is Mississippi State
1: basketball from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining and an ice-cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. What does Julie, who runs a thriving
5: local business, have in common with a starting quarterback? they both know how to hustle as a small business owner you rise before the sun and push till well after it sets outpace and defy expectations every quarterback needs a great team UPS is here to support the hustle with tools and expert advice to help you be unstoppable visit UPS.com pivot for details UPS the official logistics
3: partner of Mississippi State Athletics C 5G we're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. C Spire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying anything more would be... C Spire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trade-in.
6: Hey, Bulldog fans. This is a reminder that only bully is allowed at Mississippi State basketball games. When you need a place for your dog to stay, choose Shaggy Hound in Starkville. Shaggy Hound offers a variety of accommodations to meet the need of every four-legged family member. Contact Shaggy Hound at 662-338-9400. That's 662-338-9400. When you need a place for your dog, choose Shaggy Hound in Starkville.
4: Sam Johnson for Mississippi 811. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you
5: might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. (laughs) (laughs) An electric
4: line or a gas line.
2: Tents gone.
4: Driving stakes? Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the. Don't worry, honey. The
5: doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 before driving stakes.
3: Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
2: How do you become America's best-selling brand? Let's break it down. Innovative tech means smarter and safer driving. Intelligent all-wheel drive will keep you ready for anything. And built Ford Tough trucks will always get the job done. Plus, come into your local Ford store today and get super low APR financing, big cash back, and great lease offers on Ford's full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs. That's Ford, and that's how you become America's best-selling brand. Sales claim based on calendar year sales.
6: Geico, great service, without all the drama.
3: Get
4: your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two
3: bagos. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry.
0: You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy your response. Heiser Bush Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Glad to have you with us
5: on Dog Talk as we come to you from the Mize Pavilion inside Humphrey Coliseum or adjacent to Humphrey Coliseum, attached to whatever words you'd like to use. It's the uh, practice home of the Bulldogs who are getting ready for a matchup with the Ole Miss Rebels coming up tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Central. Our coverage will begin at Coach Howland joins us as he does uh, five times throughout the year for our show. Our second to see, uh, by the way, while we're talking about that, we won't be with you next two weeks. Coach McCray, Penson, and Jason will be here next couple weeks. So we're back in three weeks for our third edition of the men's basketball program. Good to see you. And coming off a of win, too, you got a big smile on your face.
7: Yeah, it feels good to beat Florida. They're a very good team, very good program, especially coming off a disappointing loss to Texas A&M on Wednesday by one. Yeah, our guys showed a lot of fortitude to come back and and get it an all-important win. You know, every one of these games in our league is so tough. Then a program you've done it three years in a row now.
5: You've beaten Florida. There aren't a lot of teams who can say that in this league. That's a big accomplishment.
7: Yeah, they're a really good program. Great historical. Uh, you know, one of the best teams in our league over the years. And uh, you know that was really big. And obviously they had some disadvantages. You know, they lost Kenyatta Johnson for the the entire year now uh, early in the season with a uh, problem where he fainted and went down and had an issue with his heart and then they had one of their players one of their better players out uh with uh, COVID. Um, and so you know we're all dealing with that though every team in the, in the league is dealing with that to some extent
5: you mentioned your team's <clears throat> fortitude coming off of that tough loss to texas a and m earlier in the week and resiliency, I think, is important as you go through a year, especially once you get into the conference grind to the SEC. Has been your experience when you're talking about young guys, 18 to 22-year-old, they're able to bounce back pretty quick?
7: They are. You know, I, I think uh, that youth allows you that. I mean, we had a great disappointment to lose Wednesday, and you could still feel it and see it on Thursday. But Friday we were back at it and uh, you know, had a really good practice and preparation for that game and uh, had a good – uh, live walkthrough on the day of the game here uh, Saturday morning and, and really played well and uh, did a really good job uh, in terms of our defense. I thought our defense was a lot better. I thought we, especially in the first half, attacked the press more aggressively. It was a different type of press, but yet we were more aggressive to try to score at the end of it. and uh, that was important for us. And you know, we had you know both uh, of our starting bigs, Tolu Smith and Abdul do have their best games of the year. Uh, in the same game, and uh, that was huge for us. I mean, you look at their numbers. Uh, that Combined, they were 16 for 18 from the field, 23 rebounds and six blocks, and Tolu had a career night where he was 27 and 14. This was really good as well defensively, so I was really, really proud of him.
5: Yeah, you you and I have talked about it before, whether it's in this setting or whether it's been in the pregame interviews. It's been coming for Tolu. Slowly but surely, he's getting a little bit more confident. How much of the rebounding has helped with that? I got to think that that feeds into getting him going offensively in some ways.
7: It does, but I thought he did a much better job in this game. The best he's done all year, When he had the ball, it's slowing down at using his shot fix. One time, you know, Castleton came over, and Castleton's blocked 13 shots in their last two games. It was on the left block in the second half. He gave two shot fakes, got him off balance defensively, and went up and scored easily. Uh, Really did a nice job slowing down in the paint, taking his time. He did a good job finishing in transition. D.J. Stewart gave him a great pass, Mm -hmm. two-on-one in one play. In the first half, we attacked their press, and that – uh, Iverson made a nice bounce pass ahead to him for a dunk. So he had some and he had, you know, he had seven offensive rebounds. And I bet he put four of those back in or got fouled on him.
5: Yeah, he's the leading offensive rebounder was up near has been up near the top of the league in that statistic throughout the season. And I asked him after the game, I said, is this always been a part of your game? And he said, yeah, I think that I've always been able to do that. Did you know when you brought him into the program that he was going to be a guy who could give you that kind of lift rebound in the ball?
7: Yeah, we we knew after having him here for just a few days, uh, looking at him athletically. And and then, you know, the thing that's great about Tolu is he has such a desire to be great. He is a gym rat. You got to, like, kick him out of the gym. And I've always been a little worried because he had a stress fracture in his foot his freshman year. And you can overdo it, you know, to where you're on it too much. Uh, but that hasn't, you know, ha- happened in terms of being injury. But, you know, I'm always a little leery about him because he would be in the gym literally five hours a day if he could. I mean, he loves being in the gym and working on his game. And uh, He showed a lot of toughness, too. On one play in the second half, Neil, he scored, got fouled, and really hit his head hard. His head bounced right off the ground, uh, right off the floor, and uh, he got up and handled it and, uh, you know, was fine. And, uh but, you know, a lot of guys would not have been able to do that.
5: Sullivan's Office Supply in Starkville is the official supplier of office furniture and office supplies to Bulldog Sports. Sullivan's courteous personnel can help your business with items from basic office supplies and office furniture to interior design. Contact Sullivan's Office Supply, Main Street, downtown Starkville, 662-323-5222, or online at sullivansoffice.com where your workplace is our business with regard to block shots he tied a career high tolu smith did with three of those in that game to go with the career high in scoring and rebounding against florida you've got two rim protectors now with he and abdul i mean those guys consistently look like they can block shots at the rim for you. yeah
7: well abdul is a proven commodity when it comes to block shots i think he's the leading shot blocker in the conference when you look at his overall career Mm -hmm. uh, of players that are currently in the league Uh, i think he's this year right now third or fourth in block shots uh, does a great job, and then he changes a lot of shots. It's not just ones you necessarily block, but you're also changing them all the time because they're trying to have to put more arc on their shot or change the angle of how they're going to release the ball. So, you know, his post defense was outstanding against Castleton. I mean, Abdul's so hard to score on one-on-one in the post. And, you know, we used to double some to him, but we've kind of gone away from that and just – you know, let him take whoever he's guarding one-on-one, and uh, he's so tough and so good at it. And I thought he was really good offensively. He had nine rebounds, 11 points. He had an incredible dunk that was really inspiring in that game (laughs) in the second half. And then he had one late in the game where he passed, faked it, went down the middle, and dunked another one. And the whole time, he was coming off and not feeling good. You know, the day before the game on Friday, he didn't practice. He woke up Friday morning. And had, uh, you know, feelings of fatigue and a little sore throat. And I was, oh, my God, because we had just received, we had been tested Thursday for COVID and was negative for him. But as soon as you hear those, you know, kind of descriptions of how you're feeling, the first thing you think of in this day and age is COVID. And so he was tested for that right away, along with strap, along with mono and along with the flu was negative and all. And he. He felt much better yesterday, and, and again, uh, you know, this morning. So I was really happy about that.
5: I know if, if fans go back and look at numbers with Abdul with regard to his offense, they're going to see five sevens. You know, not a lot of double figures this year. I think maybe he had one other prior to Florida, but. I feel like watching him the last two or three games, that part of his game is coming along a little bit more. Are you seeing that he's being a little more aggressive, that the offensive piece is clicking for him a little bit?
7: Yeah, and I think just getting him the ball is a big part of it. You know, what's interesting, though. I listened to the replay of the game as I watched it again Saturday night and listened to the uh, TV announcers who are interviewing the other coach, Mike White, in this case, you know, for every one of our games. And. It was really interesting to listen uh, to them talk about the fact that Mike White was just raving about Abdul do. And, you know, it may not, the stuff he does, a lot of it doesn't show up in a stat book, stat sheet, but yet he is such an important part to us winning. He makes us win. And uh, I couldn't have said any better. He was quoting Mike White the whole time. Chris was on ESPN two And it was really a good description of just how important he is. And coaches in our league understand and recognize that from watching all the film as they prepare for us what he does for us
5: well and i give you folks a couple of examples here and i'm not sure if we brought this up with all of you in in this setting or not but ball screen defense Mm -hmm. let's start there because florida is a team that ran a lot of ball screen actions so how much did he help bust up what they were trying to do especially in that second half of the game when you guys kind of locked them down
7: yeah, I mean, he's always huge in that respect. And everybody is uh, ball screening for the most part. There aren't many teams that aren't setting, uh, you know, a vast amount of ball screens in this day and age of basketball. Um, and he's the best I've ever had at that, you know, because he's, you know, seven foot five across, he's 6'11", he's 255 pounds, he has quick feet, he can stay in front of him and switch to a guard. He is uh, interchangeable Tolu in that whenever they come together – uh, Abdul will go to a four-man, and and Tola will take the five. So they're constantly looking to switch anytime, you know, the four screens for the five or the five for the four. It's a switch. And, uh, you know, so he has great mobility for a guy with his size, and it's just hard for those guards to deal with. You don't want to come at him. I mean, he's, you know, he's an imposing figure.
5: Well, and then the other part of it is I'm sure a lot of you who have watched the games and listened to the games this year you know, D.J. Stewart is one of the leading scorers on this team and one of the top scorers in the SEC. Part of the reason for that is you got a guy like Abdul-Adu who can give him a high screen, and he sets up a lot of those driving opportunities,
7: does he? He does. What he does is he gets D.J. one-on-one or Iverson one-on-one with the other team's five-man. And both those guys are so good. Iverson is more apt to go around him and try to finish at the hole where – uh a lot of times dj and it was especially exemplified in the missouri comeback when we were down 14 and dj had six shots in a row that went in and i'm telling you that four or five of them were off abdul do screens where dj was just getting into the paint and doing pull-up jump shots time after time after time really hard to defend uh, when you got an athlete like dj coming downhill at you with the ball uh, who can finish and does finish at the rim, but is so good at pulling up in that short game.
5: And again, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet when Abdul does those things, but in some respects, that's just as good as an assist, right? Because he's setting up his man to score.
7: Yeah, and it's so important. You know, the ability to screen is how that, Uh, gives you function to get separation on offense to be able to run your offense.
5: Yeah, so those two guys, Tolu Smith and abdul Adu, big reason that Mississippi State was able to bounce back and get a win over Florida this past Saturday at the hump. Miss comes in tomorrow night. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. We've got some more to unpack from the Florida game, too. We haven't forgotten about the guards. We haven't forgotten about the great rebounding. State had a monster day on the glass. We'll talk a little bit more about that and much more when dog talk continues from the Myers Pavilion in just a moment. This is Mississippi State basketball from Learfield IMG College.
0: Galaxy, safe once
6: again. <laughs> in the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad
2: Council.
6: Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the
1: temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning.
6: Okay. Squirrel.
0: The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council
5: thank you for joining us for dog talk here on this monday we're glad to have you with us we're inside the Mize pavilion the practice home of the bulldogs basically the day-to-day home of the team Uh, when you don't see them in the hump they're in here uh getting ready to go for those games uh, for those of you who have been able to come out and be a part of it uh, the thousand or so that have been coming to the games here as of late next games tomorrow night against Ole Miss first of two meetings between the Bulldogs and the Rebels eight o'clock central our coverage begins at 7 30. I will say this about crowds uh, before we get back into the discussion we've only had a thousand people here there were times in that second half, especially against Florida, when your team came out and got on that big run, 8-0, to start the second half, that place got loud, even with a 1,000 people in it, it sounded like, at least in my headphones.
7: Yeah, I think they got really loud on that Abdul Dunk yes. that we were talking about. <laughs> that was the play that really you could feel it in the building, that people got excited and got really thrilled by it, as we all were. You wonder where you can get the latest uh, Mississippi State
5: licensed gear? We're proud to announce a Shop Local partnership with the following businesses, Maroon & Company, George Sherman, Campus Bookmark, The Lodge, Critterbrook Designs, and the MSU Golf Course. Follow Mississippi State Athletics on Twitter to see some of the hot new items featured. And remember, when you're in Starkville on game day or any day, Shop Local. I teased rebounding, and we talked about Tolu and Abdul both doing a great job there, but your team out-rebounded Florida by 21 that's the largest margin of victory in a rebounding battle in the league game since you've been the coach here. And it's not just those two. Great team rebounding in that game Saturday.
7: Yeah, especially the guards. You know, the three guards. You know, Davon Smith, who's six feet tall, had six rebounds, five on defense. He's a really good rebounder for his size. He had a great offensive rebound in transition where DJ cut middle, and I think DJ shot it, and he missed uh, and then he was right there to put it in against all the trees. Uh, and then Iverson had six defensive rebounds, which was outstanding. And then DJ also had six total rebounds, I think four and two uh, or five uh, defensive, one offensive. But, you know, when you look at you know those, those guards right there, that's huge for our guys to get that many rebounds. I think we I think we had 18, 16 or 18 out of those three guards. And. We've got to do that every game. That's something we really talked about. We did not rebound well at the guard position against Texas A&M. Not even close to that like we did. It was a real point of emphasis. And uh, it's just, and you start the fast break so much faster when a point guard especially gets the ball or a DJ who's going to push it if he gets it, it, it makes that break so much quicker. Um, so that was really big for us. Uh, you know, They did a great job. And, again, Tolo getting 14, Abdul getting 9, uh, th- those are great numbers out of both those guys.
5: As it relates to the guards, especially mm-hmm. when you're playing in a day and age where so many teams want to run, they want to get out and play in transition, uh, how how do you make the determination how many of those guys are committed to going to rebound and how many are going back to try and prevent the fast break on defense? Well,
7: the way we do it, Neil, is we always have three offensive rebounders typically year in and year out, the four-man, the, four the five-man, and the three-man. In the case of, like, with Jalen Johnson, I have him back. So in our starting lineup, we're only rebounding two. And we have three guys back defensively, one stopping the ball, and then the other two are back. Because everybody's trying to push it. Everybody's trying to get early shots in transition before the defense gets set. And, uh, you know, our job defensively starts at transition defense. it does for every team. Uh, that, you know, is at a high level of basketball. A lot of NBA teams now only rebound one guy, and sometimes none. You know, there's 48 minutes in an NBA game. There's so many possessions. They're just worried about making sure there's nothing in transition because they've done all the analytics. The analytics are that, you know, you're going to get really good shots before defenses are set.
5: You mentioned Davon Smith and a couple of those offensive rebounds he had. Is he a deceptively good leaper? I watch him at six one, and I think, man, this guy's got some real hops.
7: Yeah, I mean, we talked about he was 46 half inches running vertical, uh, which is would have been the highest uh, in the NBA Combine a year ago if he had been in the NBA Combine. So he is more than an elite leaper. He's like one of the best in, uh, you know, the country. Yeah, and
5: he's not out there to block shots, but he's blocked a few this year. It's been pretty impressive, and I thought he had one that he – I'm not going to bait you into it, but I thought he had one that he might have got robbed on the other
7: day. Yeah, it was close, but, that, you know, they just couldn't believe he did it, so they had to call it, <laughs> you know. We got that call against us, which probably was the right call, but the one that hit the backboard late in the game, that Iverson shot that was a no call, was a big play as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, Uh, but it's been fun to watch Davon, and he's getting better. You know, early on, like a lot of freshmen, I'm sure, the game looked a little fast for him when he was starting. Now that he's coming off the bench, it looks like he's really kind of finding his rhythm a little bit.
7: Yeah, and he played 25 minutes. He had a career high in minutes in conference games. Uh, I thought he really was, you know, huge for us against the press, handling the ball, pushing it. He had a, a really nice dump off to uh, Tolu in the first half for an easy layup. He had a nice lob pass in the first half to DJ, and DJ just missed it. You know, it was yeah. a he was going full speed, but it was a really nice pass. And he had a, a very nice pass in the second half uh, in, in transition, pushing the ball where he created uh, some easy baskets. So he did a very good job. Um, you know, especially you know, reading it and handling the ball.
5: Every player is important, don't get me wrong, but I feel like Davon is, is, is really kind of a key player for your team because we talk a lot and you've talked about it after games wanting to try and buy some more minutes where DJ's not having to play so much, leads the league in minutes right now, to give Iverson a breather back there. Davon's that guy, right? I mean, the longer he can be effective, the easier it is for you to get get blows for those two guys, isn't it?
7: That's true, but it's also maybe one of our best looks when all three of them yeah. are in together. And so that doesn't help in that area, but it does sure helps us. When they're out there together, I think it's really good for us, uh, especially from an offensive standpoint, uh, in terms of three guys that are all very good handlers that can make plays for themselves, make plays for others. But no question, uh, you know, Davon's minutes are very important because it, we'd like to get to where we could play D.J. and Iverson, you know, 34 minutes a game and uh, give them a little more rest, which kind of happened against Florida in D.J.'s case is because he got in foul trouble in the first half and had two fouls, so he didn't play the last three minutes in the first half.
5: Folks, we got uh, Ole Miss coming in tomorrow night for a game that gets underway at 8 o'clock Central. How would you like to be able to listen to that game while you're synced up to the TV in the comfort of your own home? If you're unable to be in that crowd of a 1,000, that'll be here tomorrow night. Go to SyncMyGame.com, and you can find out how, and we've got plenty of room for you on our broadcast tomorrow we would love to have you join us as well. We have reached halftime of this episode of Dog Talk. We'll take a break, come back. Coach, now talk about Ole Miss. We'll talk a little bit more about some of state's players who've been playing at a really high level here. uh, The Bulldogs have won nine of their last 12 games. And uh, we'll uh, have much more when Dog Talk continues from inside the Myers Pavilion in just a moment. This
1: is Mississippi State basketball from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. (laughs) It tastes like coffee table dining and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better.
2: Where are you going? Is that a digging tool? Honey. No, you don't. That's why we're living in this tent. Don't you remember what happened? <laughs> Give me the digging tool and take this. It's the new 811 app. Makes notifying Mississippi 811 easy.
5: This is cool. Now I can dig a hole without getting in the doghouse.
4: Remember, call 811 at least two working days before you dig.
3: Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
6: Hey, Bulldog fans. This is a reminder that only bully is allowed at Mississippi State basketball games. When you need a place for your dog to stay, choose Shaggy Hound in Starkville. Shaggy Hound offers a variety of accommodations to meet the need of every four-legged family member. Contact Shaggy Hound at 662-338-9400. That's 662-338-9400. When you need a place for your dog, choose Shaggy Hound in Starkville.
2: How do you become America's best-selling brand? Let's break it down. Innovative tech means smarter and safer driving. Intelligent all-wheel drive will keep you ready for anything. And built Ford Tough trucks will always get the job done. Plus, come into your local Ford store today and get super low APR financing, big cash back, and great lease offers on Ford's full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs. That's Ford, and that's how you become America's best-selling brand. Sales claim based on calendar year sales.
5: What does Julie, who runs a thriving local business, have in common with a starting quarterback? They both know how to hustle. As a small business owner, you rise before the sun and push till well after it sets. Outpace and defy expectations. Every quarterback needs a great team. UPS is here to support the hustle with tools and expert advice to help you be unstoppable. Visit UPS.com pivot for details. UPS, the official logistics partner of Mississippi State Athletics.
4: Get your ice-cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer, here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now, hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery.
0: Give me two bagels. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy your response. Blanheiser Bush Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer. Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. family first (laughs) my dad used to tell us that all the time but family first wasn't just something he'd say to us it was how he lived every day of his life and it's how I try to live mine too at Shelter Insurance our agents are dedicated to helping
4: provide personalized auto, home and life protection that puts your family first Shelter Insurance we're your shield we're your shelter
5: Glad to have you with us on Dog Talk. Everybody say hi to Matt Dunaway if you're watching on Facebook Live, who uh, stepped in. Uh, Matt provides a lot of the information for us, uh, certainly provide. Well, he does provide all of it for us, to be honest with well, you. He's got a staff of a few helping him out as well, and uh, makes my life a lot easier. And- He's helping us out with the show today. Coach will be back with us in just a moment. While he's away, let me tell you about something that will be coming up toward the end of this month. The Bulldogs are going to be teaming up with Coaching for Literacy by wearing green to promote childhood reading during their hashtag Fight for Literacy. That's hashtag Fight, the number four literacy games presented by International Paper on January 28th for the Mississippi State women when they host South Carolina and on January 30th for the men when they host Iowa State in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. To learn more, visit fightforliteracygames.org. fightforliteracygames.org. A very very worthwhile cause indeed. State's coming off of a big win against Florida. We didn't talk we didn't touch on this in the first half of the show, but Significant, not only because it's third straight win for the program against a Florida program that has been very, very good, but with regard to the immediate future in the net, Florida was rated 44 coming into that game on Saturday. Mississippi State was around 90, so the Bulldogs got a little bit of a bump in the net as a result of that win, and as I've joked with all of you, uh, if you're National Lampoons fans, kind of like Cousin Eddie, you hope it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That Missouri win, uh, the best on paper with regard to the net for Mississippi State so far. The Florida one, number two with regard to that. So, again, as those teams continue to win, as they continue to build their resume, there's some residual effect that helps the Bulldogs as well. I was telling folks about the, the importance of that Florida win with regard to the net. They were 44 in the net coming in, and it's one of the best wins for the team so far this year. And you hope it's one that just keeps on giving as you get deeper into the year.
7: Yeah, and Missouri was 10 in the net when we beat them. So those are obviously you know, big wins and show that we can play with really good teams and good people.
5: We're going to talk a little bit more about Mississippi State team coming up in just a bit, but right now our friends at Mississippi Eight One One want us to dig into state's next opponent a little bit. That's the Ole Miss Rebels tomorrow night at eight o'clock central. First of two meetings between the longtime rivals in the longest played basketball series in the history of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, I was doing a little reading over the weekend uh, on Ole Miss. They've got three starters back. so They've got some experience and. They get Rodriguez back, a guy who was supposed to be a big piece for them last year, who who didn't get to didn't get to play because of a foot injury.
7: Yeah, let's start with Schuler for me. Schuler's a really good player. He started a year ago. I think he started the last couple of years uh, out of South Carolina originally, but went to Oak Hill High School. Very good player. Uh, really impressed with him and what he's done in his senior year. He's taken on more of a uh, role uh, in terms of. Uh, Offense, you know, being more aggressive. So uh, he's a uh, you know someone that's really a key to their team, and is going to be a very important guy for us to match up with.
5: Yeah, it's uh, Buffin, it's uh, it's C, and it's Schuler are the three that uh, were starters last year that are back for the Ole Miss team this year. What do they do well?
7: Well, number one, they really defend. Now they have great depth. Uh, they brought in a lot of new guys, a number of good transfers. They have a, a a really strong physical player, Allen from Sanford, who's 6'8", who's a very good power forward. It can even play some five. They have a kid, Vaughn, who transferred from Ryder University. It's good. The biggest transfer they got that's been really helpful, their 2nd leading scorer was Romello White mm-hmm. from Arizona State. Now, we played against him a few years back, uh, Q's senior year, out in Vegas, and uh, he's really a good player. I think he was all-league last year in the Pac-12, and Uh, He's very formidable, very strong, very athletic, good rebounder, excellent scorer around the basket. He's been a real force for him inside, Uh, really scores well over that left shoulder, very strong uh, around the basket, as I said. Uh, They also had a kid sitting out, Joyner, who's from Oxford originally, went off to Cal State Bakersfield and played there for two years and then transferred back, sat last year and is a starting two-guard, playing great. He had 22, I think, in their last game against Georgia. Really a good shooter, a good score. Uh, so they have a lot of new faces, a lot of kids that uh, are really playing well for them. And, you know, be honest with you, they played Florida at Florida, and they should have won that game. Uh, really, really a tough loss for them. They were up nine with six minutes to go, had the game under control, and Castle just made a couple of, uh, you know, got a couple bounces where a long rebound came to him. He had two and one old-fashioned three-point play to get them back in the game where they had a chance to come back and win it uh, down in Florida. Uh, You know, Kermit's got a very hard-nosed, tough defensive team. They rebound. uh, They create a lot of steals. Their field goal percentage defense has been at the top of our league here for a while. Um, And and they score well, and they're strong. They're physical. They they have multiple players. Crowley gets a lot of minutes for him off the bench. Uh, they have a very good two-guard. It's a freshman, Morrell, Matt Morrell, out of Memphis, who's one of the you know, highest-rated players coming into our league out of high school. I think he was the highest-ranked player they've ever signed at University of Mississippi.
5: And with regard to defense, this has kind of been a theme here lately. You've played against two teams in the last week, Texas A&M and Florida, that like to throw some full-court pressure at you, and Coach Davis will do some of that too, just like he's done, I'm sure, in the last several meetings between these two teams.
7: He'll do that, but he also loves the 1-3-1. And the 1-3-1 really caused us problems last year. Uh, Don well up in Oxford, and then we did a much better job here in the uh, rematch game uh, in Starkville, and that's something that he's always done. And uh, we'll definitely see that they definitely get out and pressure more. I think the one thing he's doing defensively that's different from the previous two years—they're really out denying things and getting out and pressuring you and getting after you.
5: Today's digging into the opponent brought to you by Mississippi 811. Bulldog fans, remember call 811 before you dig. Uh, I want to ask you these questions. I don't know that I've ever asked you this, but with regard to coaching in this rivalry, you've had plenty of experience in this one now. What's it like?
7: Well, you know what's great about uh, this rivalry, you know, compared to you know, I was at the UCLA SC rivalry, right. which is you know, a really good rivalry. Uh, but I'll tell you, here it's 365 days a year. Here, every single day, Mississippi State fans, uh, the most important game of the year is the Ole Miss game, and vice versa. And uh, so it's really unique in that way. And, I, and you talk about the fact how old of a rivalry it is. This thing goes back. You know, where it's the oldest within our conference, So these two teams playing one another. Uh, so it's a big deal, and people get really pumped up and excited. I remember last year, uh, prior to the second match uh, where we played them here, I had Coach Richard Williams speak to the team just about what it means uh, to play against Ole Miss. and I I could never do the job that he did as a former student and former coach here, uh, just the passion that he uh that he shared with our guys, I think was really one of the big reasons why we played so well. I still give him a lot of credit for being phenomenal in terms of really explaining our guys the importance and what it means. And I'm going to try to recreate that a little bit when we talk today.
5: Well, and, and that game last year at the end of the regular season was so big because it helped you really grab the final hold on that four spot. And it seems like every time these two teams play, the fans really get into it, but it always seems like the game carries a lot of meaning with regard to how the season's going to go for these two teams.
7: Yeah, and that's uh, definitely true here come tomorrow night.
5: with regard to some of the other rivalries, you talked about UCLA and SC. I figure that's a big one. At Pitt, was it Pitt, West Virginia, like yeah, he in football? it, it was. Yeah, it, backyard brawl? You
7: know, West Virginia was a big rival. We were in the Big East together at the same time, and there's a lot of history between those two schools. There was definitely, you know, that in our game every year when we played them in basketball.
5: It seems like in that old Big East, too, it wasn't just one rivalry. There were plenty of those that, because I guess a lot of those teams played one another for a long time, too right?
7: Yeah, they did. And, you know, we had, you know, a good rivalry. I felt like with Georgetown, which was yeah. three hours away. And uh they had some nasty games back in the day between those two teams. So it kind of just carried over from then.
5: One more on that. And this is just out of pure curiosity from my point. Northern Arizona. Who was it?
7: You know, uh for me, it was always Weaver State because that was my alma mater. Okay. But I would think that actually uh, in Northern Arizona's case, because of the Uh, you know, geography, you know, we're we're so far removed from everybody else. But I I always felt like it was, uh, you know, for me, Weber State. But I I guess if you asked NAU fans, uh, they would probably tell you that it was, you know, one of the Montanas.
5: When you played at Weber State, did you have a big game in a rivalry game? Ever have a big one as a player?
7: At Weber State, you know, we had what was the ochre bucket when I played. So we always played byU Utah State and Utah and everybody played everybody and then the winner of the most wins within all those teams won this this uh, ochre bucket uh, and so that was a big deal the in-state rivalries were huge you know us with Utah State in particular was a big one
5: Very cool. Thank you for peeling the curtain back a little bit on that. I appreciate it. Uh, Fans, Foco is the official face covering of the Mississippi State sideline. Founded in 1998, Foco is one of the world's largest manufacturing groups of sports and entertainment merchandise. Visit their website at Foco.com to browse gear from your favorite team. We'll take our final time out. We'll come back and wrap up this edition of Dog Talk with Ben Howland live from the Mize Pavilion. Well, live on Facebook, but semi live for the rest of you. We'll wrap it up Mm -hmm. when we return. This is Mississippi State basketball from
2: Learfield IMG College. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Never completely
0: ready to adopt a teen.
4: For late nights writing English papers.
0: For your teen's music taste.
4: For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with
5: you.
0: For the first time, they call you mom.
5: You're never
4: completely ready to adopt a teen. And you can't imagine the reward.
6: To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org.
4: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
7: Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food banks Strong.
4: Okay, kids, dad's going to teach you how to dance. First, spread your feet apart. Then, uh, pump your knee. Nod your head. uh, Shake your hips. uh, And bite your lip ever so slightly. (laughs) Now, with one hand in the air,
6: point at people with the
4: other hand. I call that the
6: rock star. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now, make a face like it just smells something bad. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. It's time for today's STEM tip. Want to know how to make your selfies even better? Okay, let's use science. The best time for photos is golden hour. That's the moment right before the sun sets, when the atmosphere scatters blue and violet wavelengths, making perfect, soft, and golden selfie light to show off that beautiful face of yours. Click. Check out She Can STEM for more inspiration. A message from the Ad Council.
5: final segment of our program this week. I want to thank you again for carving out some time out of your Monday to uh, join us today. It's uh a, Pretty quick hour to this point and again we're not with you the next two weeks coach mccray penson and jason will be here to talk women's basketball with you next two weeks we're back in three weeks after the bulldogs wrap up that stretch of four out of five that's coming up on the road uh, following the game with old miss here tomorrow night are you looking to get in shape this fall while staying socially responsible starkville athletic club's newly remodeled facility has you covered with 24-hour key card access tanning beds and updated equipment that are sanitized by their dedicated staff They also offer free child care while attending any of their various classes. Come see why Starkville Athletic Club is the best gym for you. You're going to get some good news with regard to your roster, too. Uh, Javian Davis missed the last few games, but looks like he's on pace to come back tomorrow night.
7: Yeah, he's cleared to go now, and, and uh, will uh, practice today, really for the first time, in terms of with contact with all our guys, but I expect him to get some minutes tomorrow.
5: How about the guys who have been filling in in his stead? Cameron Matthews, Quentin Post, been helping you a out a little bit at that four position. What do you like about what those guys have done for
7: you? you know, Cameron's a good matchup for teams that play smaller, and he may still play some minutes. It's there for us at times because uh, defensively he's very good guarding guys that are more stretch four oriented. You know, like a Buffin. You know, Buffin's a very good player who's a starting power forward for Ole Miss, and he's uh, a guy that uh, has played minutes at the three, which is where Cameron plays most of his minutes now, and he's playing all his minutes Buffin now as a four, but. Uh, you know he's given us uh, good minutes he's done a great job off the the backboards made some big follows some big putbacks and uh you know proud of uh you know what Cameron's doing out there for us
5: I made this comparison in a game the other night not so much because of of the types of uh, the body type or anything like that but when you put Cameron Matthews in the game something good typically happens and the guy I think about is Vinny Johnson, who played for the Detroit Pistons. They call him the Microwave. You remember Vinny Johnson? Of course. Is, is Cameron kind of like that? That he comes in and he can spark something for your guys?
7: Yeah, the difference is Vinny was about six one, yeah. where Cameron's about six six and a half. So the body types are the same. Very strong, physical uh, players, and uh, but yet, yet different. You know, Vinny was more of a scorer when his he brought what he brought to his team where uh, Cameron does it in so many ways. He does it defensively. He does it rebounding. He's an excellent passer, creates a lot with his defense. I think he was leading some the steals for, for yep. most of the year. He may still be there, but uh, does so many things in so many different areas as well.
5: I feel like there's this natural tendency mm-hmm. maybe for freshmen who are coming into playing at this level for the first time and don't really know what to think to be a little timid. Cameron's not a timid guy when he gets on the floor, you see. No, no. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's been really fun to watch him. Every day is maroon for Bulldog fans. The following businesses support the Bulldogs by wearing maroon. Join them on Friday and every day. Brian Michaels Catering, Eat Local Starkville, Gumtree Mortgage, Harding Catering, Obie's. And Shaggy Hound. Uh, in terms of some guys that we haven't talked a lot about, guys who haven't been in games a lot, but that are practicing with you, uh, I think of Keandre Montgomery. How, how's his development right now? Good. You
7: know, he's had a great attitude and done a good job for us. Uh, he's he had good practice last week leading up to the game. You know, we had Javian was out and couldn't play, so you know he was pressed into action, especially the same day that uh, uh, the day before the old the. Uh, Florida game when Abdul couldn't practice because he was sick, uh, so he's getting a lot of playing time in practice, doing a good job. I think he's learning a lot about the game, as all freshmen do. You know, it's such a big jump from high school to major college basketball. Uh, he's done a great job, and Derek Fountain has too. Derek fountain has been really good, as has Anderson Garcia. All three of those guys, I'm excited about. I think they have bright futures and are going to be good players. It's just, you know, with our with our uh, depth up front right now with Abdul and, and especially uh, Tolu. It's hard to take those guys out of the game.
5: Yeah, and I think, too, you guys have done a nice job as a staff of building some some continuity within the roster. Sure, there was some turnover last year with guys going to the draft, and it's great to have two guys who go to the NBA draft uh, off of your team. But in terms of being able to develop and keep guys around, how much has that helped you guys be one of the most successful programs in the league over the last four years?
7: It's it's a big part of it, and I'm really excited about that for next year's team because all these kids that are in our program right now are red shirts. Every single yep. player could come back and have another year next year uh, and start you know where they are uh, right now in terms of their – Uh, what grade they're in. So all those freshmen are basically going to be freshmen again, and especially when you look at Garcia and you look at Keandre and you look at Derek Fountain, and that's going to really help them in terms of their long-term progress and future. That's kind of how we're looking at it as, and I think that's really smart of the Institute. With all the COVID, you, you know, I mean, you just didn't know uh, what was going to happen in terms, I and mean, we still don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you talk about you know, our guys, Robert Woodard and Reggie Perry, that were drafted. You know, Reggie's going to get pressed into a lot more playing time now because of the big trade mm-hmm. that brought James Harden to Brooklyn. In fact, the other night he had 12 points, and I saw on Instagram he had a nice highlight where James Harden came off his ball screen and then put him a bounce pass for an easy dunk. Uh, so I'm excited uh, because... Jarrett Allen, who was getting 25 minutes a game as big for Brooklyn, is now traded. And so it's really freed up a lot of playing time up front on that front line. And I think Reggie has a real great opportunity to play some serious minutes on a team that has Kevin Durant, James Harden, And then hopefully their point guard rejoins him here soon.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, and to be a rookie and getting to do that right away with that kind of talent. Now, all of a sudden he's on a really, really good team with all that talent around him too. He got a chance to go deep maybe in this thing.
7: Well, Playoff money would be good for a rookie.
5: Yeah, wouldn't it though? Be good for any of us. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Bulldog fans, when you're in town for a game and you need a place for your dog to stay, choose Shaggy Hound in Starkville. Shaggy Hound offers a variety of accommodations to meet the needs of every four-legged family member. To board your dog, contact Shaggy Hound at 662 338-9400 Three three eight ninety four hundred, or visit them at shaggyhound.com. Speaking of Reggie, and I saw this this morning uh, after I finished some chores uh, around the house, uh, <clears throat> there was a great thing that uh, Hale State Productions did uh, with uh, a comparison between those last two wins against Florida, Tolu's numbers against Reggie's numbers, and that big comeback win down in Gainesville a year ago. I know Reggie shoots the ball outside more than, than Tolu, a lot more than, than Tolu, but those two guys are giving you comparable numbers. Tolu's giving you comparable numbers to Reggie, isn't he?
7: He did in the last game for sure. I mean, uh, when you look at the season uh, right now, I think Tolu's leading the league in rebounding is. in the SEC at 9 a game. Reggie was about 10 a game a year ago. Uh, one thing, Reggie shot a higher percentage from the foul line, which we want to get Tolu to be able to equal. And like you said, Reggie, but I thought what I thought was so exciting about Tolu's play against Florida, I thought he made a big step defensively. I thought he did, you know, got the three block shots with ties a career high, but he did a lot of other things that were great defensively for us. He's so active. He's so athletic. He can really move his feet. And uh, that's what we need to continue to get out of him is that kind of defensive effort. And I think that just really, you know, motivates him, you know, and he was rebounding at the defensive end. I mean, early in the game, he had a couple offense rebounds that he couldn't capitalize on, but he was on it. I mean, he played so hard. And when he plays that hard, I mean, it's a problem. It's a problem for people to deal with him at 6'10", 245 pounds of muscle.
5: Yeah, and uh, another guy who has been super consistent for you is Iverson Molinar, who we talked about a little bit earlier, but Matt was great to point out in one of the breaks. Iverson's one of two remaining players in the SEC at this stage who has scored in double figures in every game he's played in, all 11 in his case. And he's averaging close to 20 points a game in the SEC games that he's played in so far. What's it say about him that he's doing it in close games? Your team's played seven games that have been decided by 10 or less. He's doing this for you in close games when it matters. Yeah, he's been
7: very consistent. And he's shooting a very high percentage. You know, He's over 80 from the foul line. He's over 50 from three. Very high from the field. Uh, has done a great job. And, and I love that he, like you said in the last game, got six defensive rebounds. You know, adding to that, that's a big thing for us. And um, you know, I'm really, you know, excited about Iverson's development and how he's playing, and uh, I think he's going to continue to grow and improve.
5: Well, i tell you, he made some great passes, too. He had a wraparound bounce pass to find Tolu on the block. It's as good as any as, as I've seen. I mean, when you watch this guy, I mean, does it ever surprise you some of the things that he's able to do in his game?
7: Yeah, he's really athletic, Iverson. He's really, uh, you know, you, you take it for granted almost, but when you watch him on film, I mean, like his ability to – Elevate and jump back and create space for his jump shot. I mean, it's something that you see in the NBA. Uh, and I thought he did a great job to start the second half really getting good post feeds into Tolu for easy plays. You know, Tolu against Florida to start the second half got the ball three straight times and three straight buckets for us. where we were going at him and going to him, his man was in some foul trouble and he really took advantage of it. But they were great post feeds by Iverson. Yeah, and you
5: coach Russell Westbrook. Obviously, you say that Iverson's a guy who's made that kind of improvement. I hate to ask you this with 30 seconds. How are the two similar?
7: Uh, they're similar in their work ethic. They're similar in the desire to be great and the constant you know, work ethic to keep getting better. Thanks
5: for hanging out with me for an hour. I appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, dude. That's Ben Howland, and that'll do it for us. We'll see you back here in three weeks for our next men's basketball dog talk. Jason and Coach McCray-Penson are here next week. So long, everybody.
4: this has been dog talk with ben howland brought to you by c spire customer inspired also brought to you by regent's bank the official bank of the sec and by mississippi ford dealers and the f-150 the official truck of the mississippi state bulldogs the preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Bulldogs Sports Network.
3: Let's jump into
1: Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Pepper play sets.
5: Pepper Pig, inspiring kid confidence.